Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, I haven't even got gotten into the Bears yet. I saw the game on Thursday night, and it, it looked like a dominant performance. Um, as we were game planning, I kind of had one eye on it. And, um, but, yeah, we know that they're a team that's kind of on a roll right now. That's Matt LaFleur. Has he moved on to the Bears yet? Uh, no, not yet. Not, not, not quite yet. Mike Clemens is always ready for Bears week. He joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, courtesy of my good, close, personal friends. Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Gaming, dining, shows, hotel, and spa. It's all happening at Pottawatomie. Plan your visit to the Midwest premier entertainment destination at PaysBig.com. Mike Clemens, uh, it's Bear Week. It's time to make this thing not as, as nice and happy. I heard the morning show guys telling people to say something nice about the Bears. We're doing this nice thing at the Brat Stop on Friday. We're all going to be friends and be happy. Yeah, life's, life's too short. It's Did Bears you, Week. Let's move on. Yeah, let's let's be pissed. Uh, man, I'm just going through the transaction wire here now. So you got Rokon Smith. They're very speed. A year ago, we're in the press box at Soldier Field, and Gary Ellerson nudges me and says, look at this Smith kid. And watching him, how fast he was. How I mean, he could he could follow fake all the way to the right, find out the ball's going to the left, and still meet that running back coming off tackle on the left-hand side. But you know, he's out with the pectoral muscle. Uh, that looks like they'll get a key mix back. I'm looking at the transaction wire. You know the Packers officially made Jared Valdir, the 32-year-old, six foot eight, 320-pound guy that played for the uh, was a Raiders, Cardinals, and uh, most recently the Broncos. He was with the Patriots, but they they never used him. Uh, so they they uh, released Adam Padkey. I thought that he would be able to circle around and get on the practice squad, but he got claimed by the Dolphins. But man, all these uh, you know, here it's December football and teams are shutting down guys. The Bucks, uh, Mike Evan, the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, older receiver. That 49ers Saints guy, Saints uh, lost one of their defensive ends, Marquise Goodwin, uh, one of their backup receivers. They just put him on IR. Um, the Redskins, Darius Geis, that was an MCL. They're going to shut him down for the rest of the year. He had that 23-yard run, got hit by. Darnell Savage in the game against the Redskins on Sunday. I mean, even the good teams like, you know, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, uh, he's limited in practice. His left tackle, uh, Ronnie Staley, Stanley's probably not going to be able to play Thursday night against the Jets. Falcons, uh, the veteran defensive back, uh, Desmond Trufant, broken arm, done mm-hmm. for the year. They're going to bring up Ahmad Thomas from their practice squad, a linebacker. That's a kid that we had in camp in Green Bay last year. Oh, and Marvin Jones. The you know will not be in with the Lions when the Packers play him at the end of the season. Detroit he's been shut down, put on IR with an ankle injury. Will they just shut down Matt Stafford already, Mike? What are they waiting for? I don't know. Maybe he comes back. I don't know. It's insane. I don't and know. You know, I, I, ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm, you know, Florio and those guys are already starting to say that you know that the Lions will do a clean sweep. But I would really be surprised if they get rid of Bob Quinn, the GM. 
and then Matt Patricia too. After well, Quinn's been there a couple of years, but uh, you know, after just two seasons, that that doesn't make sense. That would be stunning. They, they didn't have Matt Stafford in there this year, and so they've got to be more patient with that. And, and you know, before they develop what they're doing, I think I think Matt Patricia's a, a coach worth bringing back for at least another year. No question about it. Yeah, no, I agree. And but now you're seeing a first year head coach in Matt Lafleur do something that a Rookie head coach has never done here in Green Bay, and that's win ten games. Did he get to celebrate that at all this weekend, Mike? Yeah, not Lombardi. Uh, Holmgren won nine games. Uh, Mike Sherman won nine games, but no Green Bay Packer coach in a hundred years, except for I think Curly Lambeau has won ten games uh, in his first year as the head coach. And so uh, after that uh, 2015 lackluster win on Sunday, uh, Lafleur was asked, you know, did you did you celebrate that fact at all after the game? <laughs> I did not. I actually, right after this game, or after the game yesterday, I went upstairs and I, I put on the film because I, I, I knew that there was so much more for us, and I was pretty upset with myself after the game as well. And um, so I went up there and started watching the tape. So I just know that we're not where we want to be as a as a football team. I, I still think uh, I'm optimistic that we can get there with the same approach that we take every week, and that's to beat the Chicago Bears. It's a heck of a feat, though, and it is no rest for the weary because now we were talking about it with David Bakhtiari, Mike, that you can bounce the Chicago Bears out of the playoffs with a win this weekend, something that they were able to do pretty much at the exact same time in the year last year, and you're doing it with a rookie head coach and Matt LaFleur. Yeah, and I heard David at the end of his interview talking about you know what defining what the rivalry means in 2019 between these current Packers and Bears players. Uh, no love lost, to, to be sure. Um, you know, the Packers got a lot of national attention because they were a team on the rise with this new young coach. Aaron Rodgers looked back, and you know when they beat the Cowboys and when they beat the Chiefs and, and, and certainly pulled off that win over the Bears week one, and even after the Vikings, mm-hmm. you know, they, were, they, were, they were getting more national attention. They were going up in people's power rankings and all that. Ever since they got their asses kicked in San Francisco, uh, it, it's been a, like a, a ghost town, national media-wise. I mean, nobody's talking about this team right now, the Green Bay Packers, except there was one national guy who was in the locker room yesterday and asked Bakhtiari, this is a pretty unique story. This first-year head coach gets 10 wins, even though if you do have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, how would you describe the way Matt LaFleur has, has changed the Packers? You know, he's, he's very passionate. He, he's a guy who... His ability to care about the little things is something that is uh, you do appreciate because a certain amount of coaches have a lot on their plate. But his ability to want to sit there and go through that shows his attention to detail. And if he's attention to detail on that end, when it comes to a, you know game plan, working up to the week, you know he's definitely dotting his eyes and crossing his T's. It, it's been an honor to work with him and to see his passion and the work that he puts in. You know that he's a guy that is first one in, last one out type mentality and. Above all, you know, he, he genuinely cares about every man in this room, and that's something that uh, you can feel, and uh, definitely the players can rally behind that. Mike, and then when we were talking with David just a, a short time ago, and if anybody missed it, you can go and rewind it on the Radio.com app and, and check it out, timestamped at 438 is when it started up. Talking with him about the passion that Mike McCarthy had for his players and his job, and he believed that he's going to bring something very, very unique and special to any locker room that he goes into, and he, he fully expects him to get another job 
coming up here in 2020. So McCarthy is he's he's branding it. I mean he's he's now putting this out there because he did that interview with Tom Pelissero three four weeks ago, and then the, the the network you know put it up last night. And we put that up on our web page last night from Pelissero. He was in the press box. I saw him uh, on Sunday afternoon during the Redskins game. And he said, "Wait, watch the aftermath tomorrow, which is their afternoon show on Mondays." And okay, gotcha. All right, you know you know something's coming, right? Um, going through these notes and quotes that I get from Mike McCarthy. He said something very interesting because, you know, he's talked about his relationship, you know, with the Packers and with Aaron and all that. But one of the questions he was asked was, so, you know, your new offense, you know, you've been spending a year now going through and catching up with what's going on in the league. And you got Jim Haslett, your head coach, when you were at the Saints. He's 64 years old. He's a defensive guy. And Scott McCurley, one of his defensive assistants his last couple of years in Green Bay, they're all coming to the house for a whole week. And, you know, Frank Signetti, guy he's known since Pittsburgh days 30 years ago, who was his quarterback coach the last year or two in Green Bay. And they're analyzing all this NFL tape from around the league. What are all the teams doing? What are the trends? What are the analytics? All that. So he looks prepared and ready to install his program at some other team. And I've got one team for you. He could be a hot candidate for the Jaguars. Oh, see, I was thinking the Dallas Cowboys. Well, there's another one where you've got a quarterback in place. You know, um, and I think that, you know, what's the situation that he wants to take on as well? You know, Jerry Jones has had a really strong statement that every decision that goes through the Cowboys still goes through him. For sure. I don't know if, I don't know if Mike McCarthy would want that job, you know. And I'm sure this gig, this time around, he's going to want more say. I still think there's going to be so much competition from guys like offensive coordinators to Greg Roman and the Ravens to if Dan Quinn is fired, someone else will hire him current younger coaches tony dungy went got fired from the bucks went to the colts where they had peyton manning and the colts said you know help us win with peyton manning here and it took him four or five years and he won the super bowl but he was only 46 when he went from the bucks to the colts sure you know and gruden took over his team with the buccaneers and got him to the super bowl in a year or two with a you know a quarterback manager and brad johnson but if you got nick Foles, doug marone i think is kind of a buffoon and, you know, I mean, he threw uh, Nathaniel Hackett, your current offensive coordinator for the Packers, under the bus last year, under the bus. Um, so that might be a, a job where, you know, the owner down there in the Jaguars would let McCarthy have carte blanche. Whether he thinks that that would sell tickets to the Jaguars stadium is another thing. But McCarthy said one thing, and these quotes that I've seen now in the last day or two, very interesting. He was asked, what do you? So, what would your offense look? Would it have more of these motions and those kinds of things? Well, he said it depends on the team. It depends on what you've got for quarterback and what you've got for personnel in the backfield and wide receivers and all that. I mean, you have to adjust for that. So that's kind of hard to say. And then he said, you know, Aaron always liked to keep things stationary, like he didn't like the motion. Sure. Which, liked what he saw, and then he wanted to attack it that way. Well, I, I'm just blown, and then he just moved right on to the next you know, mm-hmm. statement. But that just that blows me away because if you think about what they were running against the Bears and against the Vikings, and the way it's looked the last four weeks, you know we're back to shotgun and guys lined up on the line, and people say, well, this looks like McCarthy's offense. I mean, isn't that an interesting statement? I mean, he's, you know, he's total respect. With you know, he he, he talked about those. 
Thursday afternoon meetings he had. When Aaron Rodgers went to him in 2010, they said, we got a good team, man. We just lost to the Redskins and the Dolphins. I need more time with you, Coach, as the play caller, because I need to totally understand your philosophy. And McCarthy agreed to those 3 o'clock Thursday afternoon meetings. We talked about it during the Magic Carpet Ride. And here's what McCarthy said to NFL Network about those meetings with Aaron Rodgers. When you take a step back and you think about how long of a relationship that is and, and what you were able to accomplish, the long conversations, particularly in the early years, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, you miss those things. You know, the, the Thursday meetings where, you know, you knew it was going to be an hour, but it always turned into a, you know, life experience meeting. And, it, and those are those are great moments that, you know, that's the stuff that you really miss. But yeah. if it's true that McCarthy wanted more motion and Rogers like, no, 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 you know, it screws up my pre-snap reads. I, you know, I'll be asking Aaron Rodgers about this tomorrow. Well, no doubt about it. Well, and then he's not going to admit that. Yeah, well, hey, he might to Mike Clemens because because Aaron Aaron definitely trusts well, Mike Clemens, our better Green and Gold football reporter. Wasn't this current offense supposed to have more motion? That's a, yeah, it was. Look at the Forty Niners. Right, that's what they do. Yeah. Of course. So, Mike, what did you feel, though, when Mike McCarthy feels that he needs to make the move and try to go get another job? Uh, I think he feels like he's walking around like a ghost in Green Bay. And that, you know, his kids from grade school to high school, it's like, you know, so, you know, your dad used to be the coach. I, 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 and I, I also think that maybe there's something in there to saying, you know, you get knocked down, you got to pick yourself up and get back into the game. For sure, that makes a lot of sense. And and that part of it is is definitely telling into why he feels like they need this, and, yeah, and that's so why I he assume, needs This is where he got emotional during the interview. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I, it's a very selfish profession, um, coaching in the NFL. I, I think that's, that's a given. Um, but what I found through this transition is... Uh, Excuse me. What I found is our family needs us, you know. I don't know why this question. <clears throat> Sorry. We need to do this. So this is something that our I feel like uh just because everything has happened. And this will be a great this will be a great opportunity for us. I think it's, it's it's how you handle you know things in your life. You know it's uh, this you know coaching this league's a way of life, and, and you think it's a way of life for the, the coach, but it's it's for your whole family. You know we need football right now. We won't need it forever, but we need it right now. And it's a difficult conversation. If I I know he needs football right now, but the conversation of what NFL team needs him and if one ends up saying they need him and hiring him this offseason, no, I think and, and those are two different things. And excellent point up yesterday that we're never going, we were never going to see at the podium. When his brother died, his younger brother dies mm-hmm. playing racquetball. It's crazy. He took a couple days off, and then when he came to us, and before he came to us, you know, the PR director said, no questions about the brother. We're here to talk football. Like, I mean, really? You know, we you've been here... 10, 12 years, dude. You know, this is a life situation. We all go through this. We're all in this together. We're mm-hmm. Packer fans. We're your fans. You know, we're, you know, we're your guys here telling your story. Uh, no, not you. Sorry. And he, he might have done one little interview uh, about it. He, didn't, he has not talked about that. That stuff is locked up in a compartment and put away. But 
like Gary said yesterday, if you're around the guy, you know, at an annual huge fundraiser that helps out Children's Hospital, and you know all the visits that he and his wife has made to kids that are, you know, facing terminal illnesses and all that, hey, you know, he starts crying in a handkerchief. Mike, appreciate it, man. Great stuff, as always. We'll talk on Thursday. Thank you, boys. That's Mike Clemens joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.